Another beautiful day in Cincinnati. Oh, hello there, Coach Cock. How are you today? Hey, President Slav. Also, it's it's Coke. Um, li- listen, Prez, I wanted to talk to you about your place in the team. You know the um, Spencer, Spencer Ritchie, our other goalkeeper? He's been playing really well lately, so we're going to give him the starting spot. Oh. But no, don't worry. Don't worry. I want to suggest some other ways that you can contribute. Uh, other ways, uh, such as? Perhaps uh, trade you to Chicago, get your international slot back. They already have a Presmislav on their team. So? There can be only Vanya. You've seen the Highlander, haven't you? Um, by the way, aren't you Polish? Why are you speaking with a German accent? And aren't you a South African? Uh, well, the actor who plays me can't do a South African accent. It, it, it sounded kind of racist when I did it. Okay, yeah, you don't want to get into that kind of racist stuff, no. Fair enough, fair enough. So, you don't want to be traded. Maybe we can find another role for you on the team. Uh, like Adam Sandler in The Waterboy? Um, kind of. I, I was thinking maybe more like putting this lion suit on during the game. Like Kingston on TV. Uh, no, 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 God, no. No dreads in our lion, no shacking up with Zlatan, just put the suit on. Okay, well, I can be Gary the Lion, but only if I get this real knife. But Gary Gary has a, a fluffy knife. That's not a knife. This is a knife. All right, fine. Uh, Gary the Lion is out. Um, what about commentating? Have you thought about commentating? On ESPN 8, the Ocho? You know, we're, we're not that obscure. Well, on the other hand, we are on Flow Sports. That's uh, right, the Flocho. Bold strategy, cock. Let's see how it works out for me. It's not... Never mind, Prez. Can you just tell me this man-to-man? Yeah, I need to know, you don't think TV is real, do you? (laughs) Come on, coach. What is this, coach cock? We're Polish. We're we're not that stupid. Okay, I I know know. stereotypes. Yeah, fine. We know this TV and the movies. They are fiction. You know, the Game of Thrones, the dead. They are not taking over the planet. (laughs) Okay. You know, you know. What do you think? I think uh, this uh, uh, orange is the new black. This prison with all these people is real. No, I don't know. No, no, of course not. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Next, you'll be telling me, Perez, you think the moon landings are real, don't you? Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Notch. And I'm Caleb. This week, it's an international break, and we're all going to try to do a different accent. Well, not really, only Notch does. I wanted to ask you this week about brackets and i wanted to specifically ask you like you know there are march madness brackets are there other brackets that you do other leagues that you do brackets for no no oh, i did one for the world cup last summer oh uh, yeah i mean i'm usually just so bad at predicting things that i stay away from all brackets if at all humanly possible like 
all of my shelves floating. <laughs> like, I, nothing is held in place. <laughs> I decided, I you know, on this topic of being bad at it, I didn't even do MLS fantasy this year. I was just like, yeah, this neither. is not icon. Yeah. No. no, not going to be good at it. Yeah, it's like I always feel bad a week in that my fantasy team looks like a Tamagotchi. And like then it's just know, been neglected. It's sitting in its own filth. Like Right. You, you just got to like, it's it there in the background. Like you got to just completely forget about it. Like maybe, I don't know if you can actually just delete your team, but then I just feel bad that it's out there and feel compelled to spend a half hour. That makes me more angry because the changes I make don't actually do anything. You know, it's just a, a self-fulfilling cycle of anger. Basically what you're saying is, all predictions are worthless. Yeah, exactly. Let's end the pod here, everybody. No more podcasts coming to you. We call no, 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 no. Hold on. Run. Hold on. We we post game all of this stuff. We don't predict anything. Yeah. We used to, back in the day, there was a prediction game that I played. I think it was me and Kyle on like the earliest episodes of Toughcast, which, hey, by the way, announcement. If anybody here has the first 30 episodes of Toughcast, maybe you downloaded them back in the day and you stored them somewhere. I feel bad for you. If you have them, let me know because um, my archive starts at episode 29. So it'd be really great if you can find them. Um, we're trying to reach out to the guys who used to host our pod back in the day, but no such luck so far. So uh, just crowdsourcing this. Hopefully somebody out there has, even if you've got an episode or two, just let me know. It'd be nice to have something here. All right, let's move into the first segment of our show that we call Don't Look Back in Anger. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC and look forward to not being in a bye week because that's what this week was. Yeah. And uh, we played a scrimmage against forward Madison. Uh, results unknown. Uh, 12 nothing. Two. Forward. Sorry. Yeah. Actually, a third team came in from Green Bay and just cleared house. It was a three-goal game. Yeah. Like, those three goals at different parts mm-hmm. of the pitch. Yeah. It was a triangle. <laughs> was it pyramid? No, this was 3D. it an inverted triangle? Oh, no, that's why that's why Minnesota oh lost. Hey, so uh, Allianz Field opened this weekend. All of us have been there. Hopefully, you might have seen the pictures that we all took on Twitter. And it's a beautiful stadium. It is amazing. I am completely whelmed and overwhelmed. Even I would say, I don't think you tend to be whelmed. I think ten things I hate about you. I. Decided that you can't just be whelmed. You have to be under or overwhelmed. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Like, stop desecrating Heath Ledger's memory. Like, And his greatest movie? Is that 10 Things I Hate About You? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Fantastic. Well, yeah. And so, so it, it's a nice stadium. Um, and it's a beautiful stadium. All right. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's spend the next half hour talking about beer prices. Because no. really, that's the important. No, please. <laughs> This is my nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll just give you my take real quick on that, which is that, yeah, they're heavy. Uh, You know what is awesome, though? About a half block away is an actual liquor store. You could walk into Big Top, walk out with a 750 ml, do a few shots on your way into the stadium, throw it away at the stadium gate, and still come out on top and be drunk for the next two hours. You know what? (laughs) I am totally going to do this. I was planning on going to Blackheart, but like... You just came up with a way that's so much more economical. It's just elegant. You know? I mean, is it el- economical if you're throwing away 
like a half bottle of liquor is every it, game. Is it any just more? Tossing it away. Like, is it any more economical than paying ten bucks for the exact same shot? You know, you know how uh, Minnesota United has a clear back policy. I got a brown back policy on the way to the game. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> and the, you know these prices they're good for all the businesses around the stadium. So I'm having a hard time getting angry about it. Hey, um. Any other stadium comments that you guys have? Anything you want to talk about? I do, I do want to point out that you saying that it's good for all of the local businesses. That is not an intended consequence. Fair enough. I, I Honestly, though, that's all I care about is really having a thriving um, business community around the stadium. So, by the way, great but, comparison well, picture that Mo Karazi posted on Instagram of like he stood on the corner of Concordia and Snelling and took a picture like over the fence of the bus barn back in like 2015 or something. Mm -hmm. And then he took a picture from the top of the stadium uh, at the the north end of it. And it's just, and he compares two photos. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Nice. Oh, the Uh, south end, I should say, south end. I mean, beer prices are relatively high, but also at the same time, you know what I did when I was there? I bought a beer. Yeah. And the food prices, I in the... Brew hall, they're kind of pricey, but at the stands, they're actually very reasonable. Bro, they got samosas and sambusas. Samosas and sambusas and a $7 Polish sausage. I'm pretty sure FC Cincinnati has a Polish sausage. uh, I knew that was coming. I knew as soon as I said it, it was coming. Uh, Also, that Polish sausage was also coming. Boom, got it. Hey, seats are comfortable. Sat in a bunch of them. Yep. Uh, Wonderwall, safe standing Looks is amazing. amazing. Yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. amazing. And uh, that United sculpture, I really like. Man, having my name engraved is so cool. Yeah, we, I still haven't checked mine, checked mine out yet. yet. Yeah, We're probably in the same letter. Um, I might be under Casey Nielsen. I'm not oh. sure well, which order well, we then. went in. Oh, oh. Sorry. Oh. We're probably it's, still on the same letter. That's true. Yeah. By the way, something I noticed about that sculpture, it's modular. So they can take plates of it off. So say it's vandalized or, you know, maybe they want to add some names someday. Yesterday, they they but, can maybe uh, cast a new one and, add, and just replace like the front plate of a letter or something. I'm just assuming this because it, it, it looks like it's made of plates and it's not like a solid yeah. cast like metal. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a fun time on Saturday. Um, the pretzel bites at the brew hall are amazing. Also, everything, all the food that came out at the, in the brew hall was all the containers were compostable. Yeah, they are. Which I thought was very neat. They and have organic the recycling. Too. Yeah, which I think the big thing is going to be helping your friends do it right. Yeah, and preventing people. Hopefully, they might have some stewards around there. But uh, yeah, someone sees it just raises his hand as if he needs help. So if you see him around the stadium, and he's like at the garbage can going, "Uh, is this a, in this one or this one?" Give a guy a helping hand. He's in the stadium club. I'm sure there's going to be someone pointing it out there. <laughs> Fancy people do not understand composting. All right. I have a stopwatch over here now in my hand. And I am, as we speak, setting it to three minutes, which is the amount of time that Colin and I have to discuss the season ticket boxes. By the way, if you Ooh. haven't watched the unboxing video on our YouTube, Twitch. please just do that. Indifferent. Go on. Okay, so three minutes. When this alarm goes off, Colin, we are going to stop talking about this. Cool, let's do it. Go. So, season ticket box is really disappointing. Like, we got a pin that I'm pretty sure I got last year and a display box for a ticket for a team that has gone to ticketless seating. Like, it's all digital now. And that's all that I was reminded of looking at this fake ticket in a box. Counterpoint. 
the ticket was something people whined about a lot when there were digital tickets. And to me, this is the team listening to people saying, I want a ticket to mount on the wall for the first game at Allianz and them giving the ticket and a nice little display case for it. And you know what? The Itasca Society pin, whatever. Like, I, I wouldn't have got it on my own last year when something similar was on sale. But now that it's free, I'm happy to have it. And... The real gift this year that I wanted as a season ticket holder is that goddamn stadium. That's the real season ticket box. And I feel real appreciated as an Itasca Society member to have my name on that United sculpture. So I feel appreciated as a season ticket holder. Let me also say that we didn't have to pay for that stadium through either taxpayer money or our own funds. That was $80 million that the owner of this team put in. And saved me from having to spend on the stadium. So I'm okay if they don't spend more on the season ticket box. Counter counterpoint. Um, the actual season ticket boxes that are stadium related are those weird loge boxes that are off the concourse, which by the way, I do not understand those at all. Like they're like plexiglassed off from everything. It's weird. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to, yeah. Okay. Are you done with the season ticket box conversation? Cause I was going to turn off the thing and talk about those little weird boxes off the concourse. I, I was just going to make a quick reference to them. Cause I do still have one more comment that we are in effect paying for it by paying higher ticket prices, higher concessions prices, despite the fact that the team is ostensibly making a higher percentage of revenue. Like, we are paying for the stadium somehow. If I might add in, my tickets are cheaper this year than they were last year. Also, tickets and concessions are all optional purchases that you don't have to participate in. Whereas with taxpayer money, we don't have a choice and it's taking money away from other things that the city could be doing. So uh, I think that's that's good enough. Let's just draw a yeah. line. Hey, look, we had 40 you, seconds you remaining. You guys convinced me that that conversation... It was better held on Twitter. No, how, yeah. how about those little boxes of the concourse? Do you think they'll just like hold them shut during a game, just throw a knife over the side and like two knives and like the people in there have to scramble oh, to get it and awesome. like break out of the box? God, if, if games oh. end up being terrible, I want to throw two knives Death into match. those. Hey, very quick update on the loons who have migrated to other places in this world. Uh, Jan Gregis was an unused sub for both games for Slovakia. Metanier went the full 90 for Madagascar in... Senegal. 2-0 loss. For Madagascar. Rasmus nice. Schuller was an unused sub in Finland's uh, lost Italy and in the game against Armenia as well. Calvo well, was an... We uh, don't know about that game against Armenia. Tomorrow. It happens tomorrow. But yesterday... We just said that we're not in the prediction business. Tomorrow, but also yesterday as you're listening to this. Yeah. yeah. So... It, it, it's kind of a weird mind it's, Anyway. It's a state of limbo for yeah. this maybe, podcast. Maybe they'll rash Schuller. Okay. Uh, Francisco Calvo was an unused sub in Costa Rica's one nil loss to Guatemala. Apparently now uh, nobody in Costa Rica allowed to talk to Calvo anymore after this great sign of disrespect to him. And uh, they're going to play a friendly against Jamaica again tomorrow. And Romario Ibarra played 70 minutes for Ecuador against the United States men's national team. And I discovered that when there's a friendly and Christian Ramirez isn't on the pitch, the only person that I care about scoring a goal is Romario Ibarra in this yeah, game. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Let's now move into a segment we call The Championship. But the championship is a game. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's a segment where we discuss America's top leagues, the NWSL and MLS. All right, let's do the NWSL first. They've got some preseason games. Portland had a Thorns invite. Yeah, it's still going on. Um, Portland beat Chicago 2-1. Best part of this game was a very nice assist from Tobin Heath to Christine Sinclair for the winner. Um, Then 
Rain FC also won two to one over the U.S. Women's U23 team. Um, Allie Long got the winner, assisted by Megan Rapino. Quick question: uh, The Thorns invite where where are they playing the in the since uh, the stadium is I closed, believe you know? it's at Portland State. Okay, don't quote Wasn't me on sure. that, but I think it's there because. The Thorns won't be playing a game at home at Providence Park until June 2nd. Yeah. It's six games on the road. Straight. On the road. Yeah. Two of it, them. It's almost Timbers-esque. Yeah. All right. Let's now move into MLS talk. And there was a reduced schedule this last weekend because of the international break. FC Dallas played Colorado. Dallas getting the 2-1 win. Uh, Kellen Acosta returns to Dallas. Uh, leaves with without a win still this season. Rapids is is Colorado good? No, 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 oh, no. Interesting. Like they they look almost better. Almost they're not good. Should be noted that Dallas started five homegrown players in this game, only to be beaten out by RSL this week, who started six in their game, which we'll talk about in just a second. But still, really great to see Academy players getting yeah. good game time. Player kids, every team should be doing it. Um, Michael Barrios. Over the storing after a kind of rough play by Tim Howard. Probably should have had it. But good shot by Michael Barrios. But that's not the goal we're going to talk about nope. extensively. Fiegelizer by Tommy Smith. Uh, Tommy Smith, better known as the guy who fought with Harrison Heath, etc. on the sidelines of Minnesota United's uh, game against Colorado here in uh, Minneapolis. Uh, he uh, put his uh, shaft to good use. Yeah, he stored with his personality. I mean, his dick. Oh, yeah. sorry. He, he was just <laughs> dicking around the box and... Then it, it dicked it in. Uh, this goal uh, requiring some VAR to see if it went over the line. Yeah, good job uh, by uh, Christopher no. uh, Pinoso in <laughs> figuring out that it was indeed over the line. He knew that it was going over the line. He's like, far as like, you got to see this. He comes off right off his dick. Go look at the screen. Go look at the screen. And you're like, and, oh, uh, it does. That's crazy. Tommy Smith's uh, Colorado teammates being like, this is not the only time that he's crossed the line. So, you know, you just, uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, Ryan Hollingshead. Getting the winner in the 82nd minute late on. Uh, and this, again, just to add uh, to Tim Howard's miseries, a rebound off him. Yeah. Hollingshead knocks it in. His uh, farewell tour is not going well for Colorado. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's convincing people to say goodbye to him, for sure. <laughs> Producer Nick just <laughs> typed into the notes, it's a game of inches. And he is <laughs> very proud of his joke because he is Good job, right Producer now. Nick. You did it. New York Red Bulls played against Orlando, and Orlando getting a win away from home against ostensibly what should be a good team. Yeah, but I mean, Red Bull Stadium wasn't that full in this game, so maybe it wasn't that much of a home field advantage. True, and um, Florian Velo was injured last week, and it's been announced that he tore an ACL. This is his second ACL tear in two years. That's not good. He's uh, injured Velot. I, I couldn't help it. I feel bad for him. I want him to get better. I really do. I really want him to get better. I feel really bad. Hey, uh, how much do you want him to get better? A lot. There it is. All right. Thank you. Hey, Brian Rowe had a good save in this game. That's uh, crazy. Inexplicably so. Keeps Orlando in the game and Sasha Kleschen sticking the knife into his old team and getting his old fans to boo him. Because That's just sad, he, like he did a little Mario hop in celebration. 
Did he? Chris in the area? Yeah. Slightly. Like I it, still, it was a, you know, it was a mild yeah. celebration, but Don't, they were booing as if like he had specifically requested to get traded to Orlando of all I just places. Want to point out that if Ramirez scores at Allianz Field against us, he didn't do whatever the fuck he wants in celebration. He did <laughs> behead PK and I'd be like, Yeah <laughs> Like if if you boo Christian Ramirez scoring a goal against us I will punch you in the face and then in the testicles. I will not resort to violence. That's not, just, that's not who I am. Red Bulls, the night for them going bad to worse because they lost Connor Laid and Omir Fernandez to injury in this game. Possibly. No confirmation yet. Philadelphia Union played Columbus at Talon Energy and got a three-game, uh, three-goal win. But uh, the the... Big news for them, sadly, is that Marco Fabian, who got a red card uh, the game before this one, suspended for an additional game. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you get a really nasty red card in your first MLS game. I don't think it's a bad thing for Philadelphia. Aronson, well, Aronson (laughs) has filled in pretty well for them. He scored against Atlanta. He played pretty well against Columbus, and he's 18. The, the thing they should be having right now is buyers are more surviving Dr. Fabian. So this is basically going to be one of those Indy 11 is proud to announce World Cup squad member Marco Fabian next oh, season. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. So um, Philadelphia, it should be noted, was also missing three usual starters, the aforementioned Fabian, Andre Blake, and Corey Burke, who are on international duty. Columbus missing Trap, Stefan, and Zardes, which might explain the fact that they went down so easily. Yeah, they looked really disorganized in the midfield. Um, goalkeeping was not stellar. Oh, who was in, who was in goal for them? Uh, I think it was Joe Bendick. Ow. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to do that joke, but it's okay, usually backwards. Fine. Yeah. Caleb Porter saying that the two Columbus backup keepers are auditioning for the starting spot after Zach Stefan leaves. I think he's going to be disappointed. Yeah. David Akam opened the scoring about 30 minutes in and scored again 10 minutes later. With the first goal, his celebration, he points to the heaven to acknowledge his father's passing. Uh, <laughs> I, it's it's a very thoughtful thing. It's just when it's undercut by the Philadelphia goal song, yeah, it, and then somebody in the front row of the Philadelphia supporters section putting a giant cardboard onion into a bag. <laughs> what you didn't see you, that? You did not see that. Oh my god, Tommy! Uh, always their tall commentator always like put the old dupe in the onion bag. He tells the net the onion bag and. <laughs> I slice the onion right into the onion bag, right at the post. It's like Jesus Christ! What? Like Tommy Smith is starting to make me really regret my Irishness. Oh man! Well, Ilsenio scored the third goal just as the second half began to completely kill any hope Columbus had. Uh, David or Tom doubles his goal total from last year in this one game. He has two this year. Very poor first season in Philadelphia. Hopefully, he didn't take on and be the guy they paid for. As you can recall, he did very well with Chicago the season prior to his move to Philadelphia. Yep. LAFC played RSL and uh, LAFC getting the 2-1 win at home. RSL, as we mentioned, um, six homegrowns in their starting 11 breaks the MLS record. That's kind of like, you know, when I uh, go out into my vegetable garden and bring in a lot of cucumbers like, hey, hun, like we've got a record number of homegrown cucumbers in our salad. But then do you... 
take them with some with five store bought cucumbers and attack them other cucumbers that are someone else brought from Atlanta, say. Like then, Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, like, it I is, mean why uh, why not just like put them all in the pickle jar, toss some vinegar and salt in there, and throw right, them right, right, right. in the I, I do have to say though that uh, since my girlfriend moved in with all of her oil money, I've been more tempted to buy the more expensive <laughs> organic cucumbers being sold at Whole Foods. I didn't and know she like, was an oil baron. This is news. It's <laughs> like so. the exact opposite of Ariel too. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the game. Salcedo. Bofo bangs in what he thinks is a go-ahead goal, but he's hilariously offside as the ball is deflected to him. Yeah, I gotta say, in that deflection, though, the LAFC defender makes a, what is it, intentional play on the ball so isn't that a not offside based on the new offside rule? I'm I'm fairly certain that it was deflected off of an RSL player. Insult the scarf. Tackle. I believe I believe he knocked it uh, like the RSL player knocked the ball off the LAFC guy. It's anyway. I, 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 I think it was the other way around. Yeah. So forever. Substitute Justin Portillo, um, man who owns many a hot dog franchise in Chicago. Italian beef. <laughs> and Woodbury and Roseville. Mm, had his MLS beef. debut and was given a straight red card. Oh, Colin. That was some, uh, that's a, that's some a hot dog in his pants right now. That is, right there. <laughs> that is graphic. <laughs> you Just, realize that an Italian beef sandwich is different than a hot dog, right? No, I know, but I made it. Never mind. You'll listen back to it in post. It's fine. <laughs> Justin Porcello. <laughs> Justin Porcello, who came on as a substitute for his MLS debut, has given a straight red card because he decided it was a WWE match and uh, forearm shiver. Yeah, he gave Diego Rossi a clothesline in the 84th minute. A water Zimmerman noted center back at center back usually shouldn't be dead at shooting from distance. Scores from distance with a great curving shot past Nitromondo. The knuckler. In yeah. stoppage time. In stoppage time. New England invited FC Cincinnati into their football stadium, and uh, which was pretty empty for this game. Cincinnati getting the 2-0 win, which, uh, as we referred to in our sketch, giving Spencer Ritchie the, his second clean sheet, something that uh, noted international expensive goalkeeper Prezimislav Titon has not achieved in his two games in MLS. He's on the grand in the mic, though. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Prezimislav. Okay, I'm going to go off a little bit of a tangent here for just a second. And maybe this is premature. But FC Cincinnati. What's premature, Notch? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) If if FC Cincinnati continues to do well, I think it's an indictment of Minnesota United's 2017 strategy. But who knows? I mean, maybe this is just... uh, the small silver uh, lining on the shit cloud that is FC Cincinnati. It's, yeah. it's a small sample size at this yeah. point. I, I, I think this take is coming too early. Okay, Kikuda Mane and Kenny Saif scored to give FC Cincinnati the 2 0 win. Get it? Yeah. Uh, I did. I rolled right past that. I, Bra- I know I, you did. I missed it. So Brad Knighton did a Cody Copper impression and let a ball through his legs. Um, and Brad Friedel. It should be noted, has teased a designated player signing for New England twice now in the last few days. He also, during the broadcast, as his players walked past him into the tunnel, said something to the effect, nothing I saw today is anything that we planned on in practice. So he threw his players under the bus as they're walking by him. Brilliant stuff. Mm -hmm. I think Brad Fiedel, if he had an owner that cared, would be the first to get fired. Yeah. His owner has other things that are pressing. 
Yeah. So. <laughs> or, or charges that have been pressed on him. Okay. Hey, Nashville has announced that for the first two MLS seasons, they're going to be played in the tennis. They're going to be playing them in the Tennessee Titans stadium. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of standard at this yeah. point. I mean, it, not surprising. Yeah. The fact that the stadium's going to be done in 2022, you know, good for them that they'll have a stadium eventually. <clears throat> Uh, you might remember that Gregory Vanderveel said goodbye to Toronto on Instagram in spectacular fashion in preseason. Well, they've turned out that his contract has been terminated by mutual consent by Toronto now. So. Yes. Also should be noted that Inter-Miami succeeded in getting the Fort Lauderdale City Council to approve their taking over of Lockhart Stadium. And they have announced that they will be playing in Lockhart, at least initially, with signs pointing to the fact that they might be playing there indefinitely. So welcome to the um, welcome to Mi- for Lauderdale or my my yeah exactly the Miami Fusion uh, part two should also be noted that my Inter Miami co-owner Jorge Mas guy who stands next to Beckham at all these announcements he tweeted out that it's been really hard to get Miami politicians to do anything and referred to soccer pitches in Miami as cow pastures. He later deleted this tweet, and when this was pointed out to him, said that he had possibly been hacked and that he would get his IT guys on it. So, uh, that that actually, actually happened. Okay, hey, let's move into our segment called Top Lo-Fi Hits. Let's turn on YouTube, put on the sound-canceling headphones, and study the latest of the U.S. Lower leagues as we listen to some great lo-fi music. Uh, should be noted that Nippon Chopra not available again this week. He'll be back next week to give you his report. So in the meantime, uh, we will summarize for you very quickly that uh, the Eastern Conference saw St. Louis FC and Tampa Bay Rowdies remain at the top of the standings. In the West, there were um, quite a bit of things that happened, including four games that went into the last four minutes and then saw a, a goal that changed the final result. Yeah, and there was also uh, nine goals in two games. Uh, the Monarchs defeated the Galaxy by five, or, well, Galaxy two by five. And Tulsa knocked off Tacoma Defiance, the former uh, Seattle Sanders two, uh, by four goals as well. Um, it was either very, very close or very, very not. Louisville Soccer Club have released a state of renderings of a new stadium uh, for 2020. Um, looks pretty fantastic, by the way, their video went, but... Um, three-sided grandstand. Three-sided grandstand. Um, nice video board on the side without a grandstand. Um, Bar nice on that side as well. Familiar-looking beer hall and... 11,300 seats. Some great advertising to say sponsor on them. Um, but yeah, like, good for them. I don't think they're still in the running for an MLS spot. But becoming uh, still being one of the independent teams in the lower divisions is pretty important, and having a, a stadium like that that they can probably fill is very good going forward for USL Championship and Louisville. Only thing missing in that rendering video was like the little green jewel over the sim people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did have actually moving sim people. Most of these rendering it videos was are like still a little off-putting. <laughs> yeah, they're moving. Oh no, North Carolina Texas Ranger has announced that its stadium plans are not contingent on receiving an MLS spot. So more good news for lower leagues stadium stuff. Okay, hey, let's take a break. We shall return for national team news, uh, some international friendly and not so friendly news from around the world. 
Sporting fiasco that you guys have witnessed. It doesn't have to be soccer. Uh, we, we were sitting in your den watching the <laughs> yeah. debacle oh. in Cuba. So, so you're going to say the U.S. men's actually missing? Yeah, the World that, Cup that was the like biggest one for you. That was the worst live sporting disaster that I've ever seen. I mean, trying to think of other ones just to be a little bit different, but like. I'm a Packer fan, and there are a few years there where Brett Favre did an absolute championship game, and he'd throw a back-breaking pick late, and it was just, ah, shit, we were so close. Yeah. So, I, I, stuff like that. I'm going to go with the 1998 Formula One Japanese Grand Prix. Michael Schumacher uh, was behind Mika Hakkinen. And if he, I believe if he had won the race and Hakkinen had finished third or lower, if I'm remembering this correctly, Schumacher would have taken the championship. So there's still a mathematical chance. Um, Schumacher qualified in, in pole position and then stalled his car on the grid during the formation lap, which meant that he no. had to start in last place. Yep. He did that. He made up six spots at the start of the race. It's incredible. And then was, I think, up to maybe sixth. When he got a flat tire and had to retire from the race. Oh, no. It killed me uh, as a Ferrari fan, as a Michael Schumacher fan. Uh, and I still can remember just how being, how angry I was at how that race had gone. Do you see that his kid's going to be a test driver now? Yeah, I do. It's I don't know how good his kid is, though. Like I, He you, could be great. I don't know. Have you ever played the Formula One game for... Your three, your Xbox One at all? I haven't. Do you have it? No, I, I'm not a big fan of racing games, but I think you might enjoy it. I, the heard last, I heard it's pretty good. The last Formula One racing game I played was uh, a game that was the 1998 Formula One season. I played it in 1999, so I don't... Nice. It's a, been a while. There's a football manager style game called Motorsport Manager. I think that'd be fun. I, I would enjoy that yeah. more, probably. Racing games are a little too fiddly for me. Yeah. But hey, uh, let's move into a song that I'm pretty sure is from 1999 or thereabouts, uh, which is our segment cue for the for the segment Keep Hope Alive. Here's to hoping for the U.S. national teams as the women go into a World Cup and the men start the qualification process for theirs. Last week, the U.S. played a friendly against Ecuador, as we implied before. 1-0 game, a game that I walked out of watching 50 minutes in because I was incredibly bored. It was a boring game. Yeah, it was not a good game. Ecuador sat back and the U.S. lacked any ability to get through. If it wasn't for really a fluke goal by Jesse Zardes, it wouldn't end then nil-nil. Only talking point, point here that's relevant is that Weston McKinney's out with an uh, ankle, high ankle sprain. Yeah. Alfred uh, the rest of the Bundesliga this season, which is bad for Schalke, because they seriously miss him in the midfield when he's not there. Hopefully, I mean, Schalke is just such a train wreck right now. I really hope Weston can... Not an actual football team yeah. that is actually successful. Maybe Frankfurt, who I have tied my supporters group flag to. I don't know. 
Tyler Adams has also been released back to the Red Bulls. Uh, that's Leipzig, not New York. Because remember, he just got it's, them so excited. It is Rosenball Sports. Down. It is Rosenball Sports. <laughs> Red Bull Leipzig doesn't exist. So, uh, so he's been released in advance of the second game the U.S. will play, which will be against Chile tomorrow. The U.S. U-20s did some stuff. Uh, yeah, they drew 2-2 against um, the France U-20s. Um, a couple of first-half concessions. Um, got chased by uh, Conrad De La Fuente from the uh, La Masia Barcelona. I believe he's made the B team a few times now. Conrad with a K. He spells it right. Yes, indeed. Um, so he and Serginio Dest were doing very, very nice things on the right wing. Um, there was also a late, late equalizer by Kristen uh, Kappis from Hobro in... Where's that? I believe it's in Denmark. Oh, interesting. Yes. Um, Kappas also had the winner uh, when the U-20s beat Japan 2-1. to one. Uh, Very lethargic first half. Um, got loaded up with some subs in the second. Andrew Carlton um, opened up the scoring. Uh, presumably also did the Fortnite dance. I'm, I'm told that it's multiple. I feel old. I, I'm I'm just hearing I don't that know if, yeah I'm just hearing that Fortnite stole the Carlton so no oh, yeah I didn't hear that I don't know yeah Fortnite's weird um, <laughs> this is your dispatch from millennials yeah, rather Fortnite's than like weird. how do you do fellow get, kids get off my lawn USU 23's news they played a few games too yep um lost two nil against Egypt um the US basically just played 45 minutes with one team, 45 minutes with the other. Um, they put in a much better performance, nil-nil, against uh, the Netherlands U23s. Um, Julian Arroyo from um, the LA Galaxy, 17 years old, um, completely locked down the wing against Justin Kluivert of AS Roma. <laughs> so that's promising. U.S. women. They announced a roster for friendlies against Australia and Belgium, which are going to be on the 4th and 7th of April. Ali Krieger gets back into the roster for the first time since April 2017. Yeah. Um, Good for her. Yeah, definitely solid return. Uh, Lindsay Horan uh, back from injury that caused her to miss the She Believes Cup. Um, it's the final set of friendlies before the World Cup this summer. Let's now move into a segment we call... They call it football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. They might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. And in this segment, we talk about football from the United Kingdom. The home nations were in uh, international play this week. Uh, England, 5 nothing over Czech Republic. Hedrick for Raheem Sterling. They also beat uh, Montenegro 5-1 to one this afternoon. Uh, Raheem Sterling, the... The victim of some racist racist attacks from Montenegrin home fans. Same with um, Callum Hudson Odoi, who got his start in this game as well before his, he started a game for Chelsea. Yes, uh, Raheem Sterling scored England's fifth goal, then puts his put his hand around his ears like cups and ran towards the Montenegrin and motioned towards the Montenegrin home fans to basically tell him that you were affecting me, which yeah. is a baller move. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tazistan three, Scotland zero. This can't be right. No, it is. Oh, God. What? Somebody tweeted out, this is when you know it's bad, and screenshotted Scotland's Twitter account saying, Kazakhstan chasing a fourth. 
<laughs> uh, oh, that's bad. Ireland managed to beat Gibraltar 1-0. Yeah, um, not a good one from the boys in green. Um, they were just bad against a bunkered team. Apparently, it was also super windy, and they did not adapt well to the 3G pitch that Gibraltar, or Gibraltar plays with. If also, they were on 5G, be faster. Apparently, the Gibraltar <laughs> National Stadium is right next to the Gibraltar International Airport. Oh, wow. That's yeah, That's like, loud. Like, it's just over the fence, and there is planes landing. Gibraltar is pretty small, so... Not surprised by that. Wales beat Slovakia 1-0. San Marino, Scotland getting their honor back by beating tiny San Marino 2-0. Danny Russell, this is first international goal after five years. Good for him. You only beat San Marino 2-0? Like, that's like Ugh. beating Gibraltar 1-0. <laughs> Northern Ireland <laughs> beat Belarus 2-1. Hey, actually a pretty different hey, result. Hey. It's actually a pretty different result for Northern Ireland. Boo. We'll see what happens to them in the Brexit negotiations. Hey, let's now move into a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in Brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. CONCACAF Nations League qualifying. The groups have been announced after qualifying has ended. Yes, indeed. Um, The Group A teams include all six teams from the Hex, along with Haiti, Canada, Martinique, Curaçao, Bermuda, and Cuba. Um, the League B qualifiers that also made the Gold Cup, uh, Guyana, Jamaica, Nicaragua, and El Salvador. So close for Montserrat to make the Gold Cup. Um, they were unfortunately uh, taken down when Jamaica lost on the final day. The African Cup of Nations qualifying pots have, well, after qualifying, the pots have been announced. Uh, we won't redo this entire list. I will mention that Madagascar is in part four with our friend Mr. Metanier. And also, looking at this, I realized that Liverpool's two best players will be playing another summer full of football. Yeah. So that's and, uh, great. Guess what Arsenal's player is not going to do? Play in AFCON because Gabon drew 1-1 against Burundi. The what? Gagon. That's oh, what they okay. are. You know, I don't know if that country is pronounced that way. Let me let me play this from uh, Google search right now. Gabon. Gabon is how you pronounce it. Yeah. Okay. So Good. there we go. Now, more you know. I learned something today. Yeah. Hey, UEFA Euro qualifiers. Belgium beat Russia 3 1. Um, in Hazard with a double, including a late penalty. However, the best part was when uh, Thibaut Courtois was uh, dribbling out of the back, got like mildly nudged by the Russian striker, and immediately thus passed it to Denis Cheryshev, who was able to run past Courtois, who was flailing around on the ground, being like, what the hell just happened to me? Whoops. Austria got beaten 1-0 by Poland. Christoph Piatek scored the 20th goal of the, his year between club and country in the 69th minute. Nice. Nice. For an away yeah. win for the Poles. Portland Smoked those Poles. Portland tied Ukraine nil nil. Uh, Spain playing Norway. Spain getting the 2-1 win. And this despite them conceding a penalty. Yeah. Um, that said, they ended up winning by uh, Sergio Ramos's penalty when he took yet another Panenka. He has not learned his lesson. I, I no, the like Norwegian goalkeeper hasn't learned his lesson. Like, just watch some tape. 
dude takes a Panenka every single effing time. <laughs> Germany played Netherlands, went 2-0 up before conceding two goals to the Dutch. And uh, it was looking like 2-2 before they get the late winner. Germany looked really good in this game. Uh, Royce and Schultz and Sané looked very fluid. One question mark. We mentioned it when we were watching the highlights. Neuer and Dole still looked a little sloppy. I mean, Joachim Love has been so kind of pointed with like knocking out all these old veterans. What is Neuer still doing there? Get Ter Stegen in. Come on, buddy. Yeah, like he's ripping that for Barcelona. Like, yeah, Bayern Munich has looked better recently, but it's not because of the goalkeeping. Some notable friendlies. Uruguay won the China Cup tournament over Uzbekistan and Thailand. Lodero scored against Thailand. Nico Lodero. Uh, Brazil tied Panama 1-1. Wait, who'd they tie? Panama! David Lee Roth, are you here? Oh, no, it's just not. Crazy. Uh, it should be noted that the defense for Brazil was their B team, probably. Yeah, um, but they did also play with their A offense minus Neymar. And... Yeah. Only scored once against Panama. Argentina played uh, Venezuela. Venezuela getting the 3-1 win. Joseph Martinez beats Messi and gets Petit Martinez to pull a hamstring, according to this. Yes, indeed. Uh, Martinez uh, will not play in Argentina's other uh, friendly this time around. Might not be able to play for Atlanta United for a week or two either. Also should be noted that reports are coming in that he is very unhappy in Atlanta. And I just cannot contain my joy about how things are going (laughs) so wrong for these idiots. But uh, Atlanta, Tata Martino and his Mexican national team beat Chile 3-1. to Yep. Um, Complained about the field in San Diego that they played on. Said that some has to take care of them better. Oh, oh, oh. Not getting enough dollar signs from United Marketing. No, no. All right, speaking of dollar sign UM, let's talk about some of the conspiracies and uh, other unreported news that Colin finds us in a segment that we call Confessions, where Colin confesses all he knows and you should forget. So, I mentioned that the Mexican national team played on a artificial field, um, basically because the grass that they could have been playing on uh, just wasn't able to set. However, this game happened in San Diego. That's like the exact place that you can actually put grass down in a stadium and just let it grow, because you don't have an NFL team there anymore. You have the perfect growing conditions for grass. So why is it that the Mexican national team was deprived of a quality field for this game against Chile? I think it's fairly simple, and of course, it does involve following the money. Specifically, it's that pyramid of Soccer United Marketing Major League Soccer, and the United States Soccer Federation. Yes, that's right. USSF knew full well that Mexico playing in the United States, yeah, they would make tons of money off of this game. But they also knew that if they were playing anything close to a full-strength squad, which Tata Martino has very strongly said that he wants to be doing, Possibly if there's a bad pitch, 
that could result in a, a couple of uh, extra injuries. Maybe an ACL tear. Maybe, maybe a torn ankle. Maybe just some ghost amount of hamstring pulls that would cause these Mexican national team players to suddenly have to drop out of their team in advance of the primarily U.S.-hosted Gold Cup. I mean, sounds, I, I'm, not, I'm like not going to complain about this conspiracy. I mean, it sounds like a coincidence to me, Talon. I'm not they're really convinced. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, maybe Soccer United Marketing was doing their kind of sort of boss USSF a solid for once. I'm not complaining about this, by the way. I would totally <laughs> love it for oh, the God. Mexican national team to all have to tear their ACLs by playing a meaningless friendly so in the United States. Do you States. think uh, Carlos great. Cordero went over to watch Martini and went, Luto, they mastered my boy. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, uh, with that, it's time for us to tell the good people where we can, where they can find us on Twitter. I'm at Tailson716 on the Twitter. Um, also, I'm for 551. Uh, book, Blue Darkness, coming out soon. And I mean it. For sure this time. Um, it's actually getting printed. Actually, yeah. It's actually on its way to, if you ordered it to your home. So, not actually it delivered. But it's definitely closer than it was last week. Um, also, right for defense.com Check out my uh, alternate Luniverse series. And that's one should be up this week. Uh, you can find me at The Attachment. Uh, you can find my writings at E Pluribus Lunum and at TuneAdvance.com. Um, I put a bunch of stadium porn pictures up, and uh, Not you know safe what to do for work. You can find me at TW United Fans. You can find my personal Twitter at LuxDocSpock. Visit TUNitedFans.com and send your friends to that site. Send them to listen to our podcast as well, which is available on fine podcast providers everywhere except Spotify, as it was brought to my attention this week. So I got to set that up. I'm going to work on it. And with that, it's time for us to bid you adieu, but not before I tell you that you can find We Call It Soccer's producer, Nick Rodriguez, at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. Now, I can bid you goodbye. We'll see you in seven days.